that was a real moment for me. That was when I realized that I was really dealing with some anxiety and depression at that point. I needed to get some help. And so I started taking some anxiety medications and that really helped with my chemical imbalance at the time. Mm. Helped me kind of focus because I'd gone back to grad school. So a lot was going on. And, you know, my, my priority at the time, though, was just making sure that my daughter was taken care of, like literally making sure that she, you know, still got a great education. I remember praying one day and saying, Lord, the only thing I really want to do is make sure she can stay in the school that she's in. Mm -hmm. We literally are living in this city so that she can stay, she can go to this particular school. Hello. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. Oh my goodness. Such a good episode today and so many exciting things coming up for the Self-Love Breakfast Club, you guys. So Right now, we have just four episodes a month. We were doing a little self-love Sunday. I, If you listen to it, then you'll notice that I took a little hiatus from doing that because I really wanted to like focus my energy just like better. I wanted to focus it better in a place where it made more sense, where more I could reach more people and where I wasn't kind of like dripping and splattering my energy everywhere without like a focus. So... I'm not sure if it'll be back. However, (laughs) we have four major episodes a month and generally they are interview style and I might throw in a solo episode here and there, but what we're going to do moving forward, starting in June, so not May, but starting in June, we're going to have like 12 episodes a month. It's going to be, we're going to have a couple of interviews, just these really amazing interviews. We're going to have some girlfriend chats where me and a friend of mine are going to jam on, you know, really awesome topics and like specific topics that you guys are interested in that I have heard from you. And then I'm going to do some solo episodes, just like short, biteable episodes that you can go to when you need a pick-me-up or if you just kind of need advice on something, like that's what we're going to do. So this is all rooted in self-love. Like literally everything we talk about here can just be whittled down to loving yourself. (laughs) It really can. And even just, you know, in an interview, you can hear things from these incredible women that you can apply to your own life and you can realize that while these women are incredibly special, there really isn't anything so special about them that you can't do the same things if you want to. So I really hope that whenever you listen to an interview and you are just like, wow, this woman is amazing. I hope you can see that as a mirror for yourself. That's my goal. That is my goal in bringing these women on the show. So we're going to do that. We're going to keep doing that. And today I have Veronica Sutherland. Uh, She goes by V, the NP. Now, I was introduced to V through one of my clients. She's actually the client of one of my clients, and I've been hearing about her for a long time, and finally I was like, you know what? Like, let's get her on the show, and oh my God, I am so glad. I am so glad I had her on because this woman is incredible, and just sitting and talking with her, I could just feel her lightness, her energy, like this woman is, mm, oh, it's so good, you guys. Like, she is just incredible. I was just in love with her. <laughs> and it's really cool for me when I get to sit and talk with these women when I've never talked to them before and just have such a beautiful conversation with them and really get to like feel their heart. 
It is so rewarding for me. And I really hope that that translates through to you guys. V is just a really special, special woman. And I think that everyone should know her. So I hope you really love this episode with her. As a tenured healthcare entrepreneur, Veronica Smith-Sutherland, also known as V the NP, has dedicated her career to raising up the next generation of healthcare entrepreneurs. She's watched businesses grow, fail, and grow again. Her mission is to empower and embolden healthcare professionals to think outside their 12, 14, and 16-hour shifts and into fulfilling their professional calling of serving others, as well as their personal desire to be financially independent and emotionally secure. V creates space and opportunities opportunities for minorities in healthcare. It's with the vision she can serve both the healthcare provider and patient. V the MP opens minds to the seemingly impossible and teaches how to make the opportunity you want possible, profitable, and powerful. Healthcare goes beyond the States and into the global world for V. Through her relationships throughout the world, her work has impacted millions, yet her personal passion has always been for nurses. V is a CEO, speaker, mentor, and author, ready and available to impact the next generation of millionaire nurses. You guys are going to love her. Let's get on to the episode. So like I said, we have an amazing guest today. She is actually local to me-ish, um, but she goes everywhere. She is all over the place. She is amazing. She has so much going on. I cannot wait for you guys to meet her. Veronica Sutherland, welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am honored to be here. Absolutely, yes. so, so nice to meet you. Yeah, so we ha- we like to start things off with what we call goals, gratitude, and badassery. So, first thing is, what is your current goal? Biggest goal right now? Oh, honestly, to get some sleep. <laughs> To get some sleep, I literally have traveled halfway across the world in less than a week. So I really, that that is the biggest goal. It seems simple to some, but it would be amazing just to be able to get some sleep. (laughs) I feel that. (laughs) And what are you most grateful for? I am grateful for motherhood. Mm. So typically when people ask me what I do, I always say I'm Grayson's mom. That is the first role that I have. So I'm so grateful to have been blessed to be able to be her mom. So I have a 16-year-old daughter who sometimes is an alien. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so when she's not an alien, we have tons and tons and tons of fun together. And badassery, that is basically like something you have done recently that you're really proud of or that you think is pretty badass. So I recently, like a week ago, (laughs) uh, went to Ghana. And I went to do two things. One was to help with a a water well dedication for a village that was using hot water to cook, clean, and bathe in. So we were able to go over and I was able to be a part of that water well dedication for the village. So that was amazing. And in addition to that, I was able to go over and purchase real estate where we are, I say we, I am starting a international nurses investment group. And so we were able to solidify the very first property last week. So paper signed, sealed, delivered, and I'm excited. And we are opening Flow Hydration and Wellness Ghana in the summer. That is incredible. Like, wow. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Like just expanding internationally and into the continent of Africa, like crazy. So good. I love that. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, that was not in the, in the plan. You Where know? did that come from? Where, what, how did I mean, that, you know, I, it just, so let me kind of explain my life because people yeah. don't believe me when I tell them yeah. I don't have a plan. <laughs> I don't have a plan. Um, I honestly just, I try to, to provide good energy to mm. people. I'm a giver. And so good things happen. They just do. I'm not saying that bad things never do, but good things always happen to me. And this particular opportunity, I don't know anybody in freaking Ghana, like anybody over there. And so the opportunity was presented to me by a colleague and I was just like, okay, Lord, if this is what you'll have me do, then you're going to make it happen. And sure enough, literally five days later, I was on a plane going to Ghana to purchase property and to be a part of this well water project. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that most women, especially like high level kind of women are, we're always, we, it's a plan. Like by this date, we have to do this and we have to do this. And there's like a checkbox and you just kind of, you just go, you just go. <laughs> I threw that out the window probably 10 years ago. So mm. I'm 37 now. I did live my life like that, you know, by a certain yeah. age, I was supposed to be married, I was supposed to have kids, I was supposed to, you know, do this, this, this. And so what I found is that when I was able to surrender my life became a dream. Mm. So um, I try to live a life that I don't have to take a vacation from. Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, so this, honestly, there, there really wasn't a plan. When, when doors are open, I step through them. When they close, I stop and I wait. And yeah. so it has been how I have moved throughout life. Um, I would say the past 10 years or so, and it's been an amazing journey. I couldn't have written this any better way. It's wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. Like that's kind of more of the space that I have moved into over the last year, I guess, or so. Before it was it was about the you know box checking, and I have to accomplish this for the sake of accomplishing it. And now, just kind of moving into this like space where it's like it's easy. <laughs> you know, the good things kind of happen, and if it doesn't work out, it just. Work out. You know what? I'll say this. That's our ego. Yeah. So a lot of times when high-functioning women, right? Mm. Type A, specifically women, we have to, like you said, have the plan. We have mm. to make everything work just so, but that's our ego. And so yeah. I was the type of person that I had to have every degree. I had to have every certification. I had to be the best, the fastest, the brightest, the this, the that. And uh, when I finally stopped just to kind of say, okay, wait, like, why am I doing this? Like, what's the need? Um, is it truly to help people or was it feeding my ego? And what I realized is that it was feeding my ego. I had some self-esteem issues. And so mm. um, when you kind of dig deep, you got to figure out why do you need another degree? Like for like, what are you going to do? Like, and for me, it was a placeholder. It was for me to prove to people that I belong to have a seat at that table. And then when I realized that I had to let that stuff go and it wasn't about me proving anything to anyone other than me doing the work that was purposeful for my heart everything else kind of made sense. So um, we get there, but that's the evolution of understanding the essence of who we are as people, you know, as, you know, as moms, sisters, cousins, you know, aunties, wives, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Did something like happen that made you kind of make that shift or was it just kind of you woke up one day and you were like no hell yeah I went broke I lost all my money <laughs> okay <laughs> okay good <laughs> like 
I'm an iron social parent. So I've been a healthcare entrepreneur for about 20 years and I've been in the nursing profession for that long as a nurturer healer. And so I've always, like I said, always been a giver, always like to help, but, but knew I couldn't really work for anyone long-term. So I opened up my first home care agency back in 2006 because my daughter was one at the time and uh, we did very, very well. I took that company to a $4 million company in you know record time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband at the time was a uh, corporate executive. He left corporate America to come and work with me in the business. We did very well. 2008, as we all know, everything crashed, right? Yeah. We had you know, our change of administration. The real estate market went completely. So everything kind of, you know, went haywire. And in that time, I literally lost everything. So I was married for 20 years. Marriage went to crap. You know, so you're trying to figure out how to stay above board, right? When you, you, you know, you, you built this dream house, your forever home. So you have the house, the cars, the all the designer stuff, the trips. So you have the lifestyle, mm. you know, 2.5 kids. Well, not really. We only had one kid. But, you know, so you have that whole, the facade of a perfect life, you know, this power couple. And, you know, then life kind of happens out of your control. And so I chose to focus on saving the business uh, when I should have worked on saving my marriage. Mm. Um, So I came out of that, a divorced single mother. And uh, even though my ex-husband is a great dad, um, we could not hold our our family together with all the other stressors. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I, you just kind of, life happens, life happens. And you don't really know at the time kind of, you know, what you need to do or the lessons in it that you need to learn, but hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. And so I look back on those times where I built that built character in me, you know, I've always been this go getter kind of girl to make it happen. But I realized that mental health is absolutely very, very important. Yes. Well, I dealt with a lot of anxiety. I dealt with a lot of depression during that time. So did my ex-husband at the time, but you don't know what to call it. You really can't put your finger on it. You just know something's not right. You kind of stop talking to each other and you just go into work mode. Like you get tasks done Mm -hmm. and you make sure the lights are on. You make sure food's on the table. You make sure, you know, those basic kind of necessities take care of, but you don't really take care of the other stuff that fulfills your life. And so that's what happened. You know, that's what happened, unfortunately. So I, we lost everything. You know, I told people all the time, the 9,000 square foot house, we had to downgrade, you know, the exotic cars and fancy cars. You had to kind of, there's no point in keeping a Bentley if you don't have any gas in it to go in. (laughs) So, you know, you just kind of make, you make adjustments. And so I had to go back to work. I worked, literally worked three jobs. I worked three jobs. My then husband stayed at home with our daughter because I was the breadwinner. And as an African-American woman um, with an African-American husband, I know that was a hit to his ego, his wife to say, hey, babe, we can't afford your salary anymore. We got to lay you off, you know? And so for that, uh, it was very, very difficult. But I I couldn't see beyond my own need to even help him address his because I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself. Right. We were being work mode. So, you know, went back to work, literally worked three jobs. I was a consultant. I worked as a nurse. I still were able to salvage a little bit of the business. There were times that I would fly from Ohio to Vegas to Cal, like wherever for work. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it was exhausting. I remember waking up in a hotel. Uh, I ended, it was Ohio, but I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> so I'd had like three flights that day and I literally woke up, did not know where I was and panicked. I called oh a God. girlfriend and in tears, frantic. I was like, I don't know where I am. I literally could not. I was just exhausted. So she literally called the hotel downstairs and was like, please tell my friend where she is. And that for me was that moment where I went, okay, girl. Yeah. Thank you. Doing this. Something's got to, yeah. Something's got to change inside. (laughs) Yeah. I started to just kind of really prioritize my life and the things that made sense and the things that I absolutely needed and the things that I could, could let go of. And that was a shift for me, understanding that I didn't have to be superwoman. Even Superwoman needs to take her cape off sometimes. And yeah. so um, that was a real moment for me. That was when I realized that I was really dealing with some anxiety, depression at that point. I needed to get some help. And so I started taking some anxiety medications and that really helped with my chemical imbalance at the time. Mm. Helped me kind of focus because I had gone back to grad school. So a lot was going on. And, you know, my, my priority at the time, though, was just making sure that my daughter was taken care of, like literally making sure that she, you know, still got a great education. I remember praying one day and saying, Lord, the only thing I really want to do is make sure she can stay in the school that she's in. Mm-hmm. We literally are living in this city so that she can stay, she can go to this particular school. And it, and it wasn't about me. It was about her. I was like, I just want to be able to make sure she can stay in the school. So, you know, years of my life are a blur. Um, yeah. I, tell, I tell this story and people go like, how'd you do it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I really don't. I just kind of, you know, one foot from the other, yeah. made a plan. And, you know, here we are with having finished school, opened some clinics, you know, there locally, uh, continue to um, become a healthcare provider and see patients and take care of them. But most importantly, I learned to take care of myself. Yeah. And yeah, so here we are. Amazing. Yeah. Eight years later, right? Eight years Amazing. Later. It's, it's been a journey for sure. Yeah. I had a conversation with someone and we were talking about, you know, strength and like going through something horrible and people being like, you're so strong, you're so strong. And, and I really believe that the strength, it doesn't like lie in just surviving something like that. It lies in the person you become after, you know, that you're able to, you are still a huge giver. You, you know, you have rebuilt your life and you're living by design and not default. And you have created this whole new space of being that to me is the strength. It's not just getting through something and then being bitter because you got, you know, something happened to you. You found that what was happening for you somewhere in that it's mess. It's funny that you say that because, so I have a saying and the saying is you have to learn how to allow life to happen through you mm. and not through you. Yeah. So the through me part is throughout all of those things that I went through, losing the business, having to reestablish it, you know, having to, to create my own space now in healthcare, the healthcare entrepreneur, I'm able to help hundreds and hundreds of women do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Some that don't think they know enough. They don't think they have, you know, they're educated enough. They don't think they have the balls. They don't think they have the money. They don't think they have the support. And so I'm able to help these women and create a community where they understand, hey, yeah, like you can do this. It's not going to be easy, but you absolutely can do this. So yeah. 
there's just, I don't, it's very empowering. It's very empowering to know where you came from. And the fact that when I'm no longer here, the legacy that I'm leaving, leaving behind is that I was able to help even one person change their life. Yeah. Even one person. So yeah. So I'm just hoping that I make my daughter proud. I'm sure you already do. <laughs> She's an average teenage girl. So. Well, yeah, she's a teenager. So, like, maybe we don't take her opinion too seriously for a few yeah. years. <laughs> I will be smart when, as she gets older, I will become uh, smarter. So, when she's maybe about 25 or 26, we'll have a conversation. She'll be like, yeah, you told me that. You were right. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I, I love that, the, the saying that wisdom is, is wasted on the old. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It says like youth is wasted on the young, but wisdom is wasted on the old (laughs) because no one listens to you. (laughs) They don't. They don't. And even now, what I found is that the community of women that I'm able to speak to Mm. are amazing. They are badass. Yeah. And they don't see it yet. And that is what I love to see when women have their light bulb moment and they are just, you know, like, like, oh my God, like, I didn't know I could do this. And I'm like, yes, sis, you can. You can. I am vibing with this so hard, B. Like, seriously, I literally just said this that, like, you know, whenever I sit down with a woman and I'm going to start working with her and I can see it, like, I can already see it. I can see her as her best self. And I know that it's who she really is, like, underneath all this stuff, not like, let's add all this and let's do all these things and then you're great and then you're your best self. No, it's like, I can already see it. She's already there. You just have to find her and you just have to get to her. And when you do, I can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be so good. I always tell people, especially when I'm teaching a class and I say something and people will have this puzzled look on their face and I go, I'll say, so the statement that I just made wasn't for you present day sitting in your seat. Mm. The statement I just made is for you future self two years from now. She heard exactly what I said and yeah. she's trying to come up from the surface to the surface. And so they get they're like, oh, because when you think about it like that, like you've not met who you are going to become. Yet. Oh, yeah. You're doing the work now so that you can meet that person. Yeah. I just got so, goosebumps, goosebumps. It, 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 <laughs> like, and that's how I live my life. The person yeah. that we will be in 2023 is not the young lady that is sitting on this podcast with you today. Mm-hmm. So I'm even striving to become a better version of me. Every day, we all do that work. Yeah. We all do that work. So when you meet her, it's like, oh, girl, where you been? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to show up, right? Yeah. She's you like, know, okay, then, I've been waiting. Yeah, then when you do, it's like, <laughs> wow, like I could do this because everything you need to be amazing, you already, you already are. Yes. You just haven't recognized it yet. Oh, so good. Yes. I hope whoever is listening to this right now is like feeling this because yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes. you're already amazing. Like you're already perfect. You're already amazing. You don't have to lose weight. You don't have to cut your hair. You don't have to add lashes. You don't have to, you know, have light bulb. Like you don't have to do any of those things. Who you are, the essence of who you are, is beautiful, amazing, powerful, strong. You are that already. You just have to tap into it. Yeah, and, and we so all I- we all have it. Like we all have gifts. Absolutely. It's not like only certain special people have gifts. You have to figure out what your thing is, Mm -hmm. right? So once you do that, 
then you're able to say, okay, I have this thing that nobody else has. How can I make it wonderful? How can I make it grand? How can I monetize it? Okay, how can I let this thing um, prosper me and grow me? How can I let this thing become part of my legacy? Because our legacy is that we will help other people. That's the whole point of being here. Yeah. I can't bless myself, but I can bless you. So you're blessed to be a blessing. I truly believe that. I could buy myself flowers and be like, oh, these are pretty. But if Crystal Rose buys me flowers, that means so much more because she saw something in me that she wanted to say, hey, I appreciate you. Yeah. That makes you feel good. So yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I love that. That's it. Tony Robbins, he says, the the reason for living is giving. And that is very true. Yeah. And he's a big guy to say it, so you better listen to him. <laughs> hand, I like shook his hand and it was ginormous. I was like, this guy, this man is a monster. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but think about, though, the work that he had to put in yeah. to not be overbearing and not be... Because he is a big guy, just his mm-hmm. presence, right, mm-hmm. is, is larger than life. So for him to be able to, to motivate people and to speak to people on diverse levels, think of the work that he had to do to be able to talk to somebody like a V or like a crystal yeah. and, and pull out those gifts without me feeling intimidated by right. someone who looks like him. Or right, like easy for you to say you're a giant guy who... <laughs> yeah. What do you think of a soft teddy bear? Yeah. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, but we all have that thing. We got to figure out how to work our gift. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's generally, you're not going to find it unless you just let go of all the shit you think you need. (laughs) That part. (laughs) (laughs) The the shit you think you need to do. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. It's never what we think though. Mm -mm. Have you noticed that it's never what we think it is or what, or what we envision. Yeah. It's always something like, you're like, what in the world? (laughs) Like, I just think that life is designed to blow our minds. It's designed to do that. It's designed to keep you guessing. Yeah. You know, I just think it would be mundane to be like, oh, yeah. So next year, this time, I'm going to have a house, two kids, (laughs) three rabbits, a dog. You know, but life is designed to throw you some curveballs and shake some shit up and be like, hey, listen, it's not what you think it is Mm -hmm. on the surface. Yeah. And you're tested. Like, do you really want this thing? You say you want this thing. Do you really want it? Do yeah. you? Because I'm going to, I'm going to give you every reason to give up right now. Right. <laughs> and if you still want to do it, then exactly. you're going to keep doing it. <laughs> How many Mondays are you going to start your diet over B? Oh, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, and you kind of go, okay, at some point you get tired of disappointing yourself and you stick to it. You're like, yep, I've got it this time. Yeah. So your your mental bandwidth, you have to, I tell people all the time, mm. I have to make room for me to be able to have different thoughts and processes. And so sometimes my mental bandwidth is like 0.2 seconds. That's because I'm full. Mm. I got to get stuff out of my head because sometimes yeah. we get in our own head. Um, so you have to get that out of your head so that you can truly have time and space to process life and what that means for you and for you to be able to manifest the life that you want. Yeah. It's all internal work. 
and then yeah. it manifests externally. That's all it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Speak in my language. <laughs> it is. People think it's like gibberish sometimes. I'm like, it's really not. No. It's no. Really- and a lot of these like ideas and stuff, you know, people think is, oh, that's woo-woo. Like manifestation is, is woo-woo. And it's like, mm. I mean, maybe, but it's, if you, if you desire something and you can feel in your body what it would feel like to have that thing or to, to be in that place that you want to be and you live from that space and that energy, it's yours. Yep. I totally agree with that. Yours. Align, you take aligned action as opposed to taking action from this space of scarcity. I have to do the thing so I can make the money so I can get that thing. And then you, you end up, you know creating this yucky <laughs> you make actions that are messy and overthought and yeah manifestation isn't about you know put, slapping something on a on a vision board and staring at it every single day and and it's more than that it's it's living from that place that you're already there you already have it absolutely Absolutely. And when more people get it, the mm. less stress we will have in the world. <laughs> yes. I know. I want to save everyone. And it's so bad because it's like, you know, you, you have to, when you want to help other people, you have to realize that they need to come to a place where they can accept help, where they can receive help and believe that they're worthy of receiving even just a tiny little bit of help. Because once they see that, then you can kind of crack it open a little bit and help them a little bit more and and show them that they really do deserve to not be do it on their own. We're not made to do things on our own. We're just not. We're made to be together and and you know, you have amazing gifts, I have amazing gifts and kind of bounce them off of each other, right? That's totally. what makes everything so beautiful. Um, so yeah, I, I see people like kind of spinning on a hamster wheel out there and oh my, I was, there are some people I would just chew off my left arm to be able to help them. I'm like, I want to help you, but they're just not there. That's one of the hard lessons though, understanding that I can't help you more than what you want to help yourself. Mm. That's a hard lesson for somebody like me who's a giver and you want everybody to like live their best life. Yes. <laughs> You're like, don't you see it? But sometimes they don't. Oh. They don't. In the time frame that you would want them to, mm-hmm. they will see it when they're supposed to. So timing again is everything because you, you don't want people to set themselves up. Um, and I, I do this in my mentorship program. I tell the ladies all the time, don't set yourself up according to someone else's alarm clock. Mm-hmm. And so they go, what, v, what do you mean? And I say, well, if I have to be at work at six o'clock and you don't have to be at work until nine, why would you get up at five o'clock? Unless at five o'clock you were doing some intentional work, right? Yeah. yeah. I am not a morning person. I would like my sleep. So <laughs> if I could sleep for 8.59, I would because then I would have a better day. Yeah. Shortchanging myself that three hours of sleep makes Veronica not the nicest person in the world to deal with. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so you that, that energy, right? It's, it's bad energy. So it blocks your blessings. It blocks you being able to flow how you're supposed to because you are operating by someone else's timeline, mm-hmm. not your own. Yeah. So I tell people, hey, you'll get it when you're supposed to get it, but I can't want it more for you than what you want it. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. that's well, the hard part. it's so hard and I have been able to walk away knowing that hey listen I'll drop you know a golden nugget and whenever you want to pick it up it's there for you 
I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, here I am. I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Here for you. <laughs> here when you're ready. Absolutely. So good. So you, I feel like you have a lot going on. It seems pretty like focused and under this, like you said, you don't have this like one little plan, right? <laughs> you have, you have your flow hydration. Mm-hmm. You so have flow yeah. hydration wellness is the only wellness center in Charlotte. That is the business model that I have. Um, so we do physical, mental, and aesthetic wellness all under one roof. So I am known in the healthcare entrepreneurship world as the IV business guru, expert, goat, whatever you want to call it. That's awesome. Um, and it's because I, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Remember when I told you that I was having anxiety and depression, all these things, mm-hmm. I started really looking into holistic medicine and how my body could heal itself. And so one of the ways that, you know, I was able to, to really hone in on that was to start doing IV vitamin therapy. Mm-hmm. And so what that is basically is a whole bunch of vitamins that your body needs anyway, and you just give it in an IV. And so I was able to do that. I started, you know, doing some things with um, CBD products because I am a healthcare provider. I prescribe mm-hmm. medication and I understand that, you know, westernized medicine is great, but I wanted to be able to offer people the choice yeah. to do Western and Eastern medicine and, you know, kind of mix it up if they wanted to and have a holistic approach. And so my wellness center absolutely does that for, it gives people that option. So we are the only type of wellness center located in Charlotte that does that. And so when I teach people how to start IV hydration businesses, doctors, nurses, you know, anybody in healthcare, um, actually you don't even have to be in healthcare, honestly, but because we are in that helping profession and we're so used to, Hey, prescribe a pill for this, prescribe a Mm. pill for that. You have uh, healthcare practitioners like me who are really into integrational and functional medicine, helping your body do what it was designed to do. Yeah. So I have that. So we have the wellness practice. And then aside from that, I, again, I teach um, healthcare entrepreneurs how to start that business and that service line. Mm. Um, I have a mentorship program for nurses or doctors. Again, it's all kind of in that wellness yeah. space. So those individuals that want to be an entrepreneur, right? They want to do something else besides work in the hospital. I'm not quite sure what that is. (laughs) I'm in Cabo, so I don't know. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what these sounds are. (laughs) I don't know what these noises are. Um, We're at the marina, so I'm not quite sure. But yeah, so I'm able to help, you know, other uh, healthcare entrepreneurs kind of figure out what their passion is Mm -hmm. um, in healthcare that may not necessarily be at the bedside. There are tons of things that you can do in healthcare other than, you know, working in a hospital setting. So I help people uh, kind of figure that part out. And uh, I've just created a community, honestly, to let people know that, hey, you can you can do whatever you want. You literally can do whatever you want as long as you're doing it with purpose and intent it will absolutely work out. So I, you know, I just kind of started talking to people one day and, and V the MP, uh, that brand was born, I, yeah. you know, and so about three years ago, because I started telling the story, I didn't want people to know that I'd gone broke and lost a business and was divorced. And because I didn't want people to look at me differently. Mm. You know? But when I started telling the story, I was like, listen, it is what it is. This is my life. I can't change it. This is, what I can help you with. I can help you, you know, not make some of the same mistakes that I did. If you just listen to this story and take some advice and get you a good attorney. (laughs) You know, so, hey. Yeah, real talk. You need an attorney and a CPA. Everything else you can figure out. Yeah, that Um, is 
That is legit. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of my thing. But everything I do is always centered around wellness or empowering. And I'm going to say women specifically because that is my community. My community is women, you know. And so I remember when I went to the United Nations and I was sitting there in in the room with all these people and these, you know, executives and diplomat people and people whose name I couldn't even pronounce. And I was just Mm. like, wow, like I'm just a little girl from the South sitting at this table and I don't even know how I got here. And you (laughs) freaking belong there. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. And so I, it took me a second to be like, you know what, girl, you worked your butt off. And so, Mm. you know, you're here because you're supposed to be. So things like that, like who plans to go to the UN? I didn't like, right. So, or speak at universities to encourage people to go after their dreams if they want to, you know, open a business or they want to have a kid later in life or they want to do whatever. They want to buy property in Ghana, like whatever. <laughs> right? But yeah, that's just kind of, again, it's, it's that allowing life to happen through you so that you can help people. So that's, that's kind of where I am. And I just literally have conversations like this with people. Like, I feel like, like we're good girlfriends. The only thing we're missing is the tequila sunrise. I know. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. And just have an honest, authentic conversation with people. Um, There's no pretense. I am who I am. You know, some people may love me. Some people may love me a little less. I, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm okay with who I am, but I haven't always been. Right. But at 47, I can say, I like me. I like me. Amazing. On that note, on that amazing note, (laughs) so many, like so many nuggets in this conversation. I feel like I could literally talk to you for a hundred (laughs) hours. I could, but I know you're really tired from traveling. (laughs) You know what? I I do this though. So this doesn't seem like work to me at all. And that's the life I want to live. I want to be able to, to live this life and it not feel like work. I love that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we like to end things on a quote. Is there a quote that you kind of either live by or, or that you are feeling, or even if you've already said one? (laughs) Um, So typically I don't even know who said it, but I have it at the tagline of some of my emails in Mm -hmm. the quote is, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you answer that question, honestly, the sky it's not the limit. The sky is the beginning. Yeah. So good. And so, yeah, I'm just like, you know, what would you do? Like, what are some of the things that you talked yourself out of? Some of the dreams, some of the aspirations, you know, what would you do if you knew it, it wouldn't fail? If you knew you're going to hit it out of the ballpark Yeah. every time, like we'd have so many look badass women walking mm-hmm. around here doing stuff that they never thought they do yeah. because they know that it's going to work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We need, and we need more of those. Like we need more of those. I, I, I genuinely believe that the more women that have wealth and uh, have that giving spirit, the better off the entire world will be. Yeah. And not because women yeah. can be. <laughs> well, and you know what? And that just goes right back to that internal, that internal stuff, you know, like how we feel about ourselves. And, and when we see another woman, it reflects back maybe something we don't like, or maybe something we don't believe that we can have. Yep. And that's all that is. 
I saw that. That's the offering plate, like virtually. <laughs> so I could like give you an offering because that is the absolute truth. Yeah. Absolute truth for sure. So, yeah. so where can, where can my audience find you, find your stuff, follow you? If they want to be mentored, if they're nurses, they want to be mentored by you. Where can they find all of your stuff? So I am at V the NP across all social media platforms. It's easy. So it's V E E T H E N P again across all social media platforms. And I mentor women and they don't have to be nurses. They don't have to be healthcare at all. Yeah. Because the, the lesson is the same. Like we're all the same, regardless of what your degree is in, you know, if you have one or not. I've mentored stay-at-home moms, you know, and it's like, you know, how do you, how are you a great mom? And I go, I am like, I don't know. My kids are really <laughs> remember we do the best we can with what we got, you yeah. know? And so that's just a matter of you uh, being part of a community that's supportive. So they can find me on Facebook, on uh, what is it? Instagram. I'm not really a social media kind of girl. No, <laughs> no. Because I'm old school, so I'm still still learning social media myself. But if they reach out via social media, I'll absolutely respond to them. So I enjoy talking to people and meeting new people. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your, your wisdom and your story and your time. I appreciate you so, so much. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Listen, you owe me a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.